Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. See website for details. Now we turn to the Kentucky Standard for news in Bardstown and Nelson County. Your reader today is Nancy Lee. As a reminder, Radio Eye is a reading service intended for people who are blind or have other disabilities that make it difficult to read printed material. We will begin with the edition dated July 6th, Wednesday, 2022. Boom time! Following Saturday's showing of the Stephen Foster story at the J. Dan Talbot Amphitheater, Local fireworks enthusiasts got a treat with the Stephen Foster Drama's annual July 4th holiday weekend fireworks show. Typically, scores of people gather at the amphitheater as well as areas nearby my old Kentucky home state park to view the fireworks. Bardstown, Nelson County under burn ban orders. As of Tuesday, July 5th, Bardstown Fire Chief Billy Mattingly enacted a citywide burn ban because of high temperatures and dry conditions in the area. The ban was effective immediately Tuesday morning. Nelson County followed suit later Tuesday, with Judge Executive Dean Watts issuing a countywide burn ban after consulting with local fire officials and the Kentucky Division of Forestry. The Nelson County ban goes into effect Wednesday morning, July 6th. No burning of any materials or fires of any kind will be permitted inside the Bardstown city limits until further notice, the city's press release states. As of Tuesday morning, that ban does not apply to charcoal grills, but the Bardstown Fire Department is monitoring the situation and may choose to extend the ban to grills if conditions call for it. A lack of rain in recent weeks has produced dry conditions in area grasslands and woodlands, lawns and shrubbery, which poses an increased risk of damage from wildfires caused by open burning and fireworks, the press release from Nelson County Fiscal Court said. Watts said in the press release that the ban will be lifted by order once sufficient rainfall has occurred to reduce the risk of wildfires. Penalties for violating the order range from $50 to $500. Rand Paul visited the Guthrie Opportunity Center last week, and Kentucky's junior U.S. Senator said he saw how much of a difference the center makes in the local community and the people it provides for. Paul, who was running for re-election on the Republican ticket in the fall, was in town Friday during a campaign visit to his home state. The roughly 45-minute tour showcased a number of the G.O. Center's operations, as well as the job opportunities it provides for individuals with developmental disabilities. We don't get a chance to share this operation with a lot of people, GO Center Executive Director Tom Hamilton said while speaking to Paul after the tour. Hamilton said the nonprofit organization operates predominantly on donations and fundraisers to be able to provide jobs for its people. I like the way it's all linked towards work, and linked towards practical skills and a teaching facility, 
Paul said. There are classes for kids in the high school to come here and take classes to learn how to, you know, function in the real world once you get out. As Paul heard what the GO Center and its partner, Communicare, provided for individuals in the community, he asked, what do you need me to do? You know, believe it or not, even with the 800, excuse me, 80,000 square foot facility, we're running out of room. You can see we've got pallets stored in our event center, Hamilton said, before asking the senator if he would be able to help with applying for some large federal grants. I don't know how to get access to those kinds of things, Dr. Paul. Paul said he would be happy to help and that his people would also look into what grants are available for their type of facility. To see this firsthand, just to see what good things you're doing, and like I said, this is the kind of stuff that everybody should really want in their community, because every community has people who need some help, Paul said. Hamilton said that was why he invited the center to come and tour the facility so he could see firsthand what they are doing. Anytime people can see what really goes on here, you know, there's so much happening here, but people really don't see it as the inner workings of what it is, Hamilton said. You come up here and you buy a sandwich, or you drop off a box of cardboard at the recycling center, or you come up and buy some flowers in the greenhouse. People don't really see how that all comes together with workers and participants and those folks. Paul called what he saw on the tour and the discussions they had some much-needed good news. Hutchins spent nearly $70,000 to win primary. How badly did Tim Hutchins want to win the Republican primary for Nelson County Judge Executive? We can count at least 58,000 ways. That is how many of his own dollars the owner of Handy Food Mart put into the race that saw him spend a staggering $69,706.98. Or, to put it another way, Hutchins spent $4,456.90 per vote for each of the 1,565 votes he received in defeating Don Thrasher and Bill Gentry. Hutchins, who lost two general elections for the county's top post when he ran as an independent, in 2010 and 2014, thinks the money was an investment in his bid to replace Dean Watts, who is not seeking re-election. Magistrate Eric Shelburne did not have opposition in the Democratic primary and will face off against Hutchins in the fall. I don't think I will need to spend as much money in the general election, Hutchins said. The primary was against two different opponents with two different strategies. I think I now have good name recognition. As in his past two races for the position, Hutchins was prepared to spend the money to get elected. Previously, he also funded most of his campaign, spending over $25,000 in 2014 and over $41,000 in 2010. He also changed tactics in his first race as a Republican. When I decided to run, I was going to run a really positive campaign and professional campaign, Hutchins said. In today's world, it takes a lot of money to do it right, but you also have to be able to counter all of the stuff that is said on the Internet. Grit Creative received the bulk of Hutchins' spending for its work in digital advertising and production of print materials. The winning candidate paid them nearly $55,000. We changed from what we did in the past, Hutchins said. There is new technology with things like Facebook. 
I had them help me do the internet messaging and social media. Thrasher finished second in the race, trailing Hutchins by only 381 votes, and spent $4,559 on the race. If you do a cost analysis per vote, I think my spending was a lot better, he said. Thrasher invested more than $1,600 of his money in the race and received several cash donations. He also received $408.85 from in-kind donations from the Nelson County America First PAC. Gentry received 701 votes and raised $34,650, and although his 30-day post-election report indicated he had more than $7,900 left in his account, he said outstanding invoices would reduce the balance to zero. I was overwhelmed by how my friends and acquaintances supported me, said Gentry, whose election finance reports do not show any personal investments. But to spend that kind of money for a job that pays $100,000 a year is ridiculous. The Nelson County judge executive salary is $107,000. From page two, the obituaries. Carol Bernice Brown passed away on Friday, July 1st, 2022. George Cecil. 94, of Bardstown, passed away Friday, July 1st, 2022, at Windsor Gardens. Donald Ray Donnie Prather, 80, of Taylorsville, passed away Friday, July 1st, 2022. Charles William Newton, age 80, of Lebanon Junction, passed away Saturday, July 2nd, 2022. Dorothy Anna Ruth Tanner, age 98, of Bardstown, passed away Sunday, July 3, 2022. Joshua Walker Eversole, age 33, passed away on Monday, July 4, 2022. Page 3. Central Kentucky Concert Band will be the featured group at this week's presentation of the Edward Jones Summer Concert Series, co-sponsored by the Stephen Foster Music Club and the Bardstown Parks and Recreation Department. The series, now in its 20th season of free family-oriented concerts, is held at Bardstown Community Park each Friday at 7 p.m. through Labor Day. The Central Kentucky Concert Band is widely recognized as a premier adult concert band in the Commonwealth, as well as one of the finest ensembles of its nature in the southeastern United States. The band regularly performs many genres of music, from classical to jazz and ragtime. Originally formed as the Bluegrass Concert Band in 1976, the name was soon changed to the Central Kentucky Concert Band, as the ensemble began to attract players from throughout the Commonwealth, as well as Southern Ohio and West Virginia. The 70-piece band is under the direction of Ben Hawkins, professor of music and director of instrumental ensembles at Transylvania University, where he has taught since 1985. Next week's concert will feature the Mudcats, Louisville's premier blues band. In the event of rain, the concert will be held at the Farmer's Market, 
on East Flagit Avenue. This year's summer band concert series has again been underwritten by Edward Jones investment agents Rob Smotherman, Sarah Height, Darren Royal, Nat Jordan, Matt Anderson, Sarah Thomas, and Thomas Rogers. Others making a significant donation are a donation in memory of William Franklin, BJ's Steakhouse, Doctors Josh and Lindsay Blackman, Sherilyn Keith Board, Boone's Abattoir Inc., Jerry and Linda Bruckheimer, Lincoln National Bank, and Town and Country Bank and Trust Company. Many other local businesses and individuals also made contributions, making this year's concert series possible. Bring a lawn chair or blanket and let the kids play on the park's playground equipment while you enjoy the concert. There is plenty of parking available. This week's editorial, New Parks Will Add to Bardstown's Charm. It's been talked about, debated, and written about, and now it's going to be a reality. Bardstown is going to be adding some much-needed green space to this beautiful city with the addition of one park and the expansion of another. While adding and expanding parks will add to the features that Bardstown has to offer, they will also improve the quality of life in, quote, the most beautiful small town in America. The addition is the Bardstown-Nelson County Veterans Community Park. It will serve as an easily accessible public gathering space, host formal events, and honor Nelson County veterans. It will be located on East Stephen Foster Avenue adjacent to the Nelson County Justice Center. Initial renderings show large areas of green space, monuments honoring Nelson County veterans, a small stage, and a surrounding wall with memorial bricks purchased by veterans' loved ones. This will be a great addition to Bardstown and Nelson County, and not just because of the addition of the green space. The park is sponsored by a local veterans group, with the stated purposes of the park being, quote, encourage appreciation of military history, support community-sponsored events, and support the hospitality and tourism industry, end quote. All of these points are important to the residents of Bardstown-Nelson County and will also attract visitors from other areas. The expansion will be to the park known as Mayor's Park that sits on the corner of North 3rd and Broadway. Currently, the park has approximately 3,900 square feet of space, but with the expansion it will grow to approximately 27,500 feet, which is seven times the current space. According to Bardstown Mayor Dick Heaton, the expanded park will feature a lot of landscaping, a lot of sitting area, and a lot of green space. The expansion is set to start in 2023 and will also include a walkway around the park, public restrooms, and a possible concession area when the plans are finalized. This will be a great place for people to sit and have lunch, rest when shopping downtown, or just to go and enjoy a day at the park. There is also no doubt that the park will get plenty of use during events that are held in and around downtown, such as the Arts and Crafts Festival in the fall, the Kentucky Bourbon Festival, and the Summer Street Concert. Also on the opinion page, you may want to do some research first by Kenny Fogel, Chairman, Nelson County Democratic Party. Ever since I was a little tyke, I've heard about lying politicians. You cannot trust anything they say, and election promises are simply fairy tales to get your vote. And to be honest, there is some truth to this, but to get to the bottom of any subject, you have to dig just a little bit deeper. 
I think that social media, especially Facebook, has given us an insight into the answer to why politicians lie. Three little words. They are human. Facebook is full of liars, and if there is one thing that I detest is being lied to, and I try to avoid anyone who does. Whether it's a professional liar, such as commentators on Fox News, an amateur liar who lies just to make their point, or the inadvertent liar who believes and repeats something simply because they are too lazy to check it out, or it sounds good, or it comes from a professional that has them convinced. That is why they get paid big bucks to influence others. When someone says that Democrats are coming for your guns, they are lying. When you hear someone say that Democrats like or promote abortion as a means of birth control, they are lying. When you hear that Democrats cheer on people that riot and destroy property, they are lying. And when you hear that Democrats are anti-God, again, one more lie. Democrats are many things. Some are atheists, some are anti-weaponry of all types, and some even have had an abortion in their lifetime. This same sentence would be true if I substituted Republican, Independent, or any other word at the start of this paragraph. But back to the premise of this column. Why do people lie? I wish I had the answer to that question. We all do it to a degree. I tell someone they look good when clearly they are aging like I am and could actually comb their hair. I tell my kids that they did a good job when they try a new task but fail miserably at getting the job done right. I tell my dogs that they are good dogs when I know they just chewed up part of my newspaper. There are lies of this nature and there are lies that harm others. The lies of the last couple decades were that Iraq had weapons of mass destruction, which led to an 18-year war killing and injuring numerous people, and that the 2020 election was stolen, which incited an armed insurrection and pitted families and friends against each other across the country. These are two inexcusable lies that linger for years and actually do harm to our democracy, and could do the same to all Americans. The Democratic Party is not perfect. We have a lot of work to do to get better and make sure everyone is included. That is the hard part of any group. Represent everyone, leave out no one, and offend no one. Cannot be done, but that is the lofty goal. When I hear someone say they have been abandoned by the party, or that the party does not reach out to them, I always cringe a bit. Coming from the perspective of an older white male from the middle class, I see my party differently than someone else might. But in the end, I think the party provides most people with a platform to air their views. Getting heard is the issue. I hope we can run more diverse candidates in the future, that reflect our demographics, and I hope we can provide assistance to anyone who needs help to get ahead, whether it's universal health care, food programs, better quality education, or something else. We all need to be included. What we don't need is more lies, deception, and division. Please do your homework and verify before you promote anything or point fingers. And from the sports section... ACE ACE Gymnastics Coaches Earn Awards Two ACE Gymnastics Coaches earned awards at the Gymnastics Kentucky State Banquet in June. Head coach and ACE owner Callie Elder was named the XL Bronze, Silver, and Gold Coach of the Year, while Samantha Reif was named Rookie Coach of the Year. Jennifer Ryan, who coaches at Becca's Place Gymnastics in Elizabethtown, 
said Elder and Rife are both highly deserving of the honors. Callie is an advocate for all athletes, Ryan said in a release from ACE. Because she coaches with love and meets athletes where they are, she and her team are producing award-winning athletes in a gym barely two seasons old. Jessica Bohannon-Ferris, who also coaches at Becca's Place, believes Rife is a great fit for ACE. Samantha is smart, eager to learn, caring, and has a positive attitude toward fellow coaches and especially to the kids, she said in the release. A good coach can make changes to skills and routines, but a great coach like Sam will continue to change some lives. The honors come just over a month after Ace's competitive team wrapped up a successful season. The gym sent 12 gymnasts representing Kentucky to the XL Region 5 Championships in Battle Creek, Michigan in May. That contest featured nearly 2,000 gymnasts from five states. Return of Autumn Sports is on the horizon. Now that the calendar has flipped to July, that means one glorious thing. The return of fall sports is near. First weekend of high school football is just over a month away, with games getting started August 19th. The KHSAA dead period ends July 9th, and football practice starts July 10th with players in helmets only. Then on July 15th, practice in cross-country, golf, soccer, and volleyball can begin. Opening week for the high school golf season is set for July 22nd, with soccer starting August 8th, and cross-country and volleyball beginning the following week. Don't get me wrong, I enjoy the downtime in the summer as much as the next high school sports writer. It's my chance to get away for a bit and recharge the batteries, but when July rolls around, I'm more than ready to get back to it. This fall marks my 19th in this business after getting my start in 2003 at the News Enterprise in Elizabethtown. After all this time, I still love what I do and look forward to another season of covering high school sports. And don't be a stranger. If you see me out and about, feel free to say hello or razz me about my choice of sports teams or just shoot the breeze for a bit. Speaking of fall sports, calling all coaches and athletic directors at Bardstown, Bethlehem, Nelson County, and Thomas Nelson. Please email me fall sports schedules as well as rosters for each sport, as well as any contact information for coaches and other folks I'll be working with. There are two photos on the front page of the sports section. Zane Wycliffe delivering three rushing touchdowns to help Bethlehem route Providence, Indiana, 48-7 in the 2021 season opener. Bardstown's Ava Roby blocks a pass against Christian Academy Louisville in the Tigers' 6-3 win Monday in Kentucky 2A sectional play. From page B2, the Nelson scene, Becky and Michael Travelstead enjoy a final tour and tasting at the Barton 1792 Distillery last week as the distillery ceased tours and closed the visitor center to focus on brand needs. L.J. Coward served as the MC during the 5-on-5 tournament Thursday afternoon, shouting encouragement to each camper in the games. Reagan Terzop graduated the United States Naval Academy Summer Leadership Seminar. Senior Cadence Walls was named the Keaton Hall Memorial Scholarship recipient at the 2022 Senior Signing Day. 
Keaton was a 2010 graduate of Bardstown High School, and an outstanding student-athlete while a student here at BHS. He went on to graduate from the University of Kentucky in 2014 with a bachelor's degree in agricultural economics. Keaton passed away in 2015 after a car crash, and family and friends established the $2,500 scholarship in his memory to be awarded each year to a deserving student-athlete graduating from Bardstown High. Walls will attend the Bluegrass Community Technical College in the fall, where she plans to major in business and marketing. The scholarship was presented by Brian and Marlene Hall, parents of Keaton Hall. Laura Binkley prepares a final tasting at the Barton 1792 Distillery last week. And senior Jalea Cotton was awarded the Tariq Farmer Armor Memorial Scholarship at Bardstown High School's senior signing event. The Tariq Farmer Armor Memorial Scholarship Fund was created by his mother, Tonya Farmer Coleman, family, friends, classmates, and community to celebrate the life of Tariq Farmer Armor and to remember his exceptional spirit during his brief 18 years of life. Tariq was a 2017 graduate of Bardstown High School where he excelled as an athlete in track and football. He was a leader among his peers and was a giving and fun-loving person, best known for his dazzling smile and infectious laugh. Before his death, Tariq accepted a scholarship from Georgetown College to play football. The fund is intended to provide supplemental funding for full or part-time enrolled students to an accredited state college or university within the United States. The award is a one-time $1,000 scholarship. Cotton will attend the East Tennessee State University in the fall, where she will play basketball. The scholarship was presented by Daryl Farmer, uncle of Tariq Farmer Armour. And from page B3, some photos with captions. Tony Hutchins works without a beekeeping suit while harvesting honey on his farm on the Nelson-Washington County line. Caleb Cecil performs with his band during the Yake Music Festival at Log Still Distillery Saturday. Matt Kaufman performs with Caleb Cecil during the Yake Music Festival at Logstill Distillery. There is a welcome ad to Christopher Smith, M.D., Obstetrics and Gynecology at Lebanon Physicians for Women in Lebanon, Kentucky. And finally, for this edition, Western Kentucky University is offering a new ticket package for its fans. The Big Red Bundle ticket package includes football and men's and women's basketball games. The package includes four tickets to every home football game and men's and women's basketball games during the 2022-2023 year, excluding the postseason. Ticket bundles are available for $600, and tickets must be redeemed the day of the game at ticket gates. Seating locations are specific to certain sections. Bundles are not season tickets and does not require a donation to the Hilltopper Athletic Foundation. Payment plans are also available and bundles, including five and six tickets, are also being sold. For information, call the WKU Ticket Office at 800-5-BIG-RED. 
This is all the time we have for the reading of recent editions of the Kentucky Standard. If you have enjoyed hearing this, please call us at 502-565-1914 and let us know. On behalf of everyone here at Radio I, this is Nancy Lee. Thank you for joining me, and now please stay tuned for continued programming here on Radio I. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.